Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not Welcome back to the Capital Gains Podcast. We are on episode number 77. Happy Friday to everybody. I hope you all had a good week and you're getting ready for a good Easter weekend here. I'm here with Jake Carlisle and we are here today just to talk about some some things real estate, some things Elon and Twitter and uh, just kind of general bullshit because it's Friday. So who cares? So uh, I'll pass it over to Jake and he can get us kicked off here. Yo, yo. Well, um, I don't know. Was it Monday or Tuesday that uh, Elon came out and said, and, and who is the... CEO of, well, I don't know if he's CEO, but he's the 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 founder of Tesla. Um, came out and said, "Hey," or he he disclosed a nine point two percent stake in Twitter. So he bought nine point two percent of the available shares of Twitter, making him the largest shareholder. Subsequently, Twitter offered him a position on the board, uh, and he originally accepted it, and then he was like, eh, "Nah, not worth my time." And then he came back Wednesday, I guess it was, and was like, hey, I'll buy the whole thing. And uh, he wanted to buy it for $54 a share, which uh, which is considerably higher than it is sitting at right now. Um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty lucrative offer. And he, he said best and final, so and we'll see about that. But he wants to take the company private. Um and then after that, he even said, I don't know if I'll be able to buy it, buy the whole thing. We'll see. And so it's just a big debacle. But the facts are he is the largest Twitter shareholder now. Second. Um, second? I think Vanguard still hasn't beat. I, oh, I don't, okay. I, so I, I so just he, saw a screenshot of Bloomberg the other day where it broke down shareholders. And I think Elon was like 14.2 and Vanguard was – or BlackRock. One of those two was like 15. I gotcha. So he's he's the largest individual shareholder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So he he has he holds a lot of keys in his hand. Um, I, I I to me, and I, I think that um, this is a just a tactic because Twitter. I mean, really, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any social media platform is is rampant with obvious censorship of opposing views of. Really, whatever media agenda is going on, left or right, really depends on what yeah. media you're you're looking at. Um, and so, I think maybe his goal is to provide a free quote unquote free speech platform that uh, is already mainstream, but you know maybe maybe it can rise out of the ashes and and uh, and become better because I you know Twitter it's just a bunch of shit talking. It's really all it is. Yeah, like I'll stand up for my favorite social media app here. Twitter is by far, if you use it right, Twitter is by far the best social media, the most uncensored, shockingly. I mean, that doesn't say much when you're comparing it to Facebook and Instagram. So the only reason it's the most uncensored is because any content is allowed in terms of like profanity, nudity, stuff like that. But otherwise, it's like information content just to censor, of course. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram are definitely the worst. I, yeah, I really think Facebook is worth I, I guess it's because they're owned by the same people. Um, but as far as what Elon's trying to do, so I just saw on Elon's Twitter here, he put up a poll that said, do you think the decision to turn Twitter private should be up to the shareholders or the board? And I don't know about you, 
I kind of want to lean towards the board. So why is that? Because the board is considering Twitter's best interest, you would hope. Or, I mean, that's kind of the assumption for everyone in every company that they do the, what's best for themselves, or at least what they think is. Right. And so, But the, the, board, the board is made up of big-ass shareholders, exactly. right? The board is shareholders. The board is the top shareholders and executives. Like, these are the people who have been controlling the company and have gotten Twitter to where it's at today. I know they've gone through some changes at, like, C-level recently with their owner and CEO and stuff like that. But think about who's holding Twitter shares. It's people who literally scroll on Twitter and talk shit like you're saying. All of their motivations are not going to be very logically based, I don't think. It's gonna, they just want to stick something to somebody or shove something up somebody's ass, really, just to do it and troll. So, I mean, personally, I think it should be up to the board. They're the majority shareholders anyway. There's who Elon's going to be buying from. So it's like, yeah, I got like 20 Twitter shares in my account because I like Twitter. I don't think I should have more of a say than somebody who's been operating the company for the last 10 years. I don't know. No, I mean, like, logically, like, hypothetically, like, yeah, it'd be nice if, like, it was super democratic and, like, the shareholders had a say. But I don't know. I'm also the same person who has some some weird takes for for voting in the U.S. and stuff. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't think everyone should be able to vote. <laughs> like so I said, high school and I'm not talking about anybody specific. I just know I walked around my high school. So my high school, we got to the largest number of high school students registered to vote in the state of Massachusetts. And then we went and met some like Congress people at the Capitol and stuff, stuck in their drawers. I got yelled at by some like Capitol security guy. What we read in there was brought up on the news like six to eight months later as breaking news. And we were all like, what the fuck? But aside from (laughs) all I'm saying is those kids walking around with 12 Beats pills in their backpacks fighting people at 6.30 a.m. in high school. That's what I liken to Twitter shareholders. And then the people running the school are like your executives and stuff. So who really gets to decide even if it's not so fun? So basically basically you're calling Twitter a – a circus a it is that's the a a madhouse you can prevent censorship to a degree on twitter twitter isn't like instagram and facebook you can choose whether to have your content algorithmically presented to you or chronologically presented to you oh really and you can each you can also separate your feeds now so like on twitter i have like a space for like all things finance all things real estate and it's all like my favorite CPAs, CFAs, stuff like that. And I literally, and it's like Bloomberg and stuff. And it's faster than the news. It's faster than a Bloomberg terminal. The second something happens, you get a notification and you can see it. So, well, so I, practically, then like, I haven't had Twitter in like literally over two years. I think I deleted it in January, 2020. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know what, what's new, but whenever I used to have it, whenever I'd watch games, like, like, baseball games, football games, basketball games, whatever. I'd be following it on Twitter. And like whenever a football team would kick a field goal, it's there's probably a 15 second lag. So I would I would see them either miss it or make it on Twitter and then watch it yeah. on on the TV and it's it's that's how I kept up and and knew before, I mean 15 seconds, but I knew before TV told me. Yeah, that's the beauty of Twitter. You can literally just all your spaces just boom click on the square you're done 
Yeah, no, Twitter's crazy. I think Twitter's going to be, like, our main news source one day. No one's going to trust TV anymore. I mean, that's a hot I mean, take. I, but... I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched yeah. TV news. I mean, I don't – the only, the only people who do that I know of is my grandparents. grandparents. And my dad watches it at night yep. and in the morning, and that's it. Yeah, dude, it's – it's crazy. I don't, I know I know Easter's coming up. So like for me, I don't know about you. I'm getting ready to listen to politics for 2 days straight because I go to my mom's on Saturday, my dad's on Sunday, and all I all I know I'm going to hear is they're dropping Mexicans off at the Capitol <laughs> building and blah blah blah, blah they're skipping. I'm like, "Oh my god, can we just eat our mashed potatoes and shut the fuck up? Like, please." <laughs> I'm, I'm like lucky that? i won't i won't uh i won't get much of that um we'll joke but it's we're we're pretty normal i guess Dude, my family is not normal it is have you know cards against humanity oh yeah so we, the only time i play this game is with my grandparents on hell Twitter, yeah so that, that's that's kind of funny because i don't know when it was it was a couple years ago but my grandma um she didn't know what she was playing, to be honest with you. Yeah. And we played Cards Against Humanity, and she said something, and it was like, it was like, what would you do in this situation? And like, we made my grandma say something about blowjobs out loud, <laughs> and she she like read it and didn't realize it. Then she was like, oh god, and so she lost it. It was just funny. We make. So my, it got to the point where my grandmother would ask too many questions, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Don't ask, so we, Grandma. <laughs> older, we're like, if you want to know, just Google it. And so she kept her phone on the table. And all of a sudden, like, we just see her, like, uh, holding her cards. And all of a sudden, you hear, shoom, boom, 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 like the Pornhub intro. And we were like... We were like, what did you Google? And she's like, I don't know what a cuck was. We were all, I was like, Christmas dinner, like, on Pornhub. I was like, what's going on? Jesus, we got a long way from Elon and Twitter. Yeah, so basically all that's just like, I think that Elon should let the board decide. Well, I, so yeah, that's true. I think he has done a good job with how he's cornered them, picking the timing to offer this deal in terms of letting the share price fall. Um, he's given them an offer that's, like, impossible to refuse money-wise. I mean, if they're still very passionate about running Twitter, then, yeah, like, that's what makes it hard. But, like, you can't say he gave you, like, a, a chintzy offer or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's kind of like leaving the court of public. He's like including the court of public opinion in all this too. So they don't accept Elon's offer. People are mad at Twitter. They do accept Elon's offer. Everyone's happy. So it's like, a, there's, it, their Twitter's kind of in a tough spot right now. Yeah. Well, I liked I liked when you said that you think Twitter is going to be like the one of the main news sources one day. Think about um, what's the direction of Twitter, bro. Like, you think about Instagram, pictures, videos, like, it's like, share your life. Facebook, it's share your life for old people, and then a lot of good business tools and stuff. Twitter? Okay, yeah, advertisers. That's every website now. I swear Microsoft Word's gonna have ads soon. Um, <clears throat> but aside from that, like, what is their, like, revenue? Like, what is their plan for growth? 
I seriously think that if Twitter took like a news focus, they would they would make a pretty hot splash in that kind of sphere in terms of disrupting like CBS, Fox, CNN, all those places. Because it's it's on demand, and for for what it is, for what it is, it is mostly unfiltered. Yeah. Um, because it's like it's like journalist to Twitter. It's not journalist to whoever they send that to the news station who writes it up and puts it on the air for the news guy to say it. Like it's not filtered down and and, and exactly. politically corrected. It's just posted, right? Oh, dude, that reminds me. We're going so off topic. But on Instagram the other day, it was a girl we competed with at the games, like a long time, uh, like, and I think it was 2016 or 2018. But she posted some picture in like a, like a dress, like flexing. And you can hear her mom in the background, like, stop flexing. Because she's like, oh, you look manly. Oh, like all these things. And I just commented because I remembered her. And I, I literally, all I said was like, I said, next time she starts talking shit, beat her ass. And then I get my a little flag notification saying your comments been removed for inciting violence and all this shit. And I was like, bro, what? Like they're like, if you have one more flag, your account's gonna be taken down. And I was like, Jesus, bro, like relax. And then you can see you you can you but you can basically watch Ukraine and Russia fight on demand yeah. as much as you want. That's go fine. Ahead, you know, that's that's completely that's completely fine. God, go ahead. Like Ugh. Yeah, I saw I saw a video of a of a of a Ukrainian tank who I guess I, I don't know if it's friendly fire. Either way, a tank literally rolled up on some guys. They didn't know it was the other people or whatever. The tank literally shot at like fifteen dudes and just obliterated them, like on video, and it was all over Instagram. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but I can't say. I don't know. I'll hit you. I'm finally starting to realize, like, how desensitized our generation is to, like, any violence or, like, gore or anything like that. We were literally born into two skyscrapers getting blown up. Literally right around there, all of us. And then throughout our life, like, I just, I heard on the phone, like, uh, on Twitter, somebody was like, oh, yeah, New York City subway station, like, huge shooting. And it wasn't even, like, big news, I swear. It was just, like, whatever. It's gotten to the point. I remember, like, the first school shootings when we were younger. Like, at high school, at everyone's schools, there was, like, a moment of silence. Like, everyone pays attention to it. Now somebody just walks by me and is like, hey, did you hear about the 16 people that got shot on the New York City subway? And I'm just like, what? Well, I think one of the one of the things is um, number one, it could be like a distrust in the media to like to, to like sense 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 sensationalize it, right? Um, obviously, that that stuff is very terrible. Um, yeah. But then you see, like you see, it you see it constantly, and it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. It's like, okay, if this is this real, or is this real, or is this real, or is like. What's the agenda behind this? So like, do you have to ask, is there an agenda behind what I'm seeing? Yeah. Then you automatically are like, you know, you're blocked off. And then you'll come back to it and be like, okay, what actually happened? Instead of just reacting yeah, like you normally exactly. would. It's sad that we even have to like ask, oh, is someone making this up that 16 people died for attention right now? Like, what? Like, what is wrong with you if that's what you're doing? Well, and it's like if you it's it, this is this goes back to the point where like the TV the TV um, like TV is going to be defunct because you go to CNN and it's going to be like 
It's going to be like mentally ill man goes on a rampage in Subway or something. And then on Fox, it's going to be like, <laughs> or sorry, sorry. It's the opposite. It'd be like, I'll say it. It'd be like, it'd be like, taken down. For real though. It would be like, it'd be like white or black man that, that uh, identifies as a white man um, shoots all minorities because he's like non-binary Nazi minority. or something. Yeah. And then on, on Fox, it'd be like, man shoots 12 people because inflation's high. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, man shoots 12 people because he can't afford to fill up his gas tank anymore. Fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, dude, the news makes me laugh. I, I genuinely, like, I never watch it. But sometimes I'll sit down and my grandparents come over there at my dad's. I'll sit there for like five minutes and I just try my hardest not to laugh because I'm watching them be so into it. And I'm just ugh. that's the thing though. It's like literally it's so comical, but it. they take it so serious. Yeah. Bro, my grandparents for the last 10 years have watched the four o'clock news and then the five o'clock news, which is a repeat of the four o'clock news consecutively. Nice. Like I just don't get it. But Okay, to bring us into like some financial topic, how'd your taxes go? My taxes, I actually did them yesterday. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I just faxed some stuff to the IRS and uh, set my stuff in. Um, we had to get an yeah, an extension. So we'll see what happens. But uh, how yeah, is, uh, how is doing any any tax tricks? Any things you guys did with Arte? Um, we have it. So we, we're using a CPA. So I honestly just, they have some organizers for us. And so we just filled it all out, attached what we needed to, and I sent it to them. So, I mean, it was, it was annoying to, to go through it all, but like, once I send it to them, I'm done. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that bad. I'm sure it'll get a lot worse. This next year is going to be a hell. See, yeah. next, next March will be hell. Any um, particular reason or just more business? Uh, a lot more business. Uh, now I'm an agent. We have roofing going, and then we're starting GCing. I mean, we. I mean, it's just going to be a lot. Yeah. Well. And, uh, yeah. My taxes definitely weren't as complicated. Although I will say, if you use TurboTax and you use Webull, anytime you buy shares of the same company on multiple days, on your taxes, basically it asks you like, what date was the security bought. But then if it's bought on multiple days within a close time period, you put various. Except on TurboTax, for every transaction that you've done that, it doesn't log that. And so you have to go through and review. I had to go through like 900 transactions and click a fucking various button basically tonight. <laughs> it was terrible. That's impressive. Yeah. It took like two hours because it took like a minute to load in between screens. That's Look at that. How about that? I got an audience now. I don't know if Sam was so interested last time, but if we go into this lip color, yo. <laughs> the people listening to this on, on the podcast were like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? But if you if you uh if you watch us on YouTube, you'll see what we're doing. Yeah, everyone, if this is a great incentive to go check us out on YouTube, obviously. You can watch us play around with WebEx filters or Zoom filters. Yeah, though. No. Mine weren't bad. Luckily, the market went down at the end of the year, so I took a loss, 
washed a bunch of taxes away, and then get a fat stimmy from the federal government. So it's a good life. There you go. That's, that's, how, that's how it should work. That's how it should go. You got uh, anything else to talk about? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna jump on real estate just for a second. Um, the headline is, we might see a slowdown beginning. Five economists and real estate pros on what home prices will do in the next few months. Um, what home buyers may want to consider about housing prices now. Now, I've seen this. I've seen these things. Like, I've seen the housing market's about to crash, and then the housing market goes up 20%. I've also seen... The housing market is the strongest it's ever been, and it goes down 30%. So take this with a grain of salt, um, but it offers – the headline offers really good like, oh, it's going to get better. Like it's going to get cheaper. But if you go down here, um, it know, says – Tell it's a crash. You say prices are going down. Owners are like, shit. Uh, and most of the population's like, Thank God the real estate market's going to crash. Yeah, but so, and that's the thing though. Like, if you want the real estate market to crash, I really want you to think about what are the repercussions of that after that. The right? externalities like, are probably or before that too. Yeah, like if, what, if the real estate the, market's crashing, go ahead. Like, what are the conditions that would cause a crash, and how good is it to live in those conditions? Well, it's it's it would just be it would just be. I mean. A real estate crash is going to be supply and demand. Like if there's a, if there's a super influx of supply, um, prices are going to drop. It's really that that simple. But it could be something like mortgage defaults or foreclosures or tax foreclosures or something like that. That's that's um, the not good scenario. Right. So and and so what's what's happened? What they're saying is inflation and the, and mortgage rates going up is gonna is gonna help slow the prices down but this is what this is saying um so this says as we head into the spring season i expect demand to keep upward pressure on prices however as inflation continues to shrink buyers incomes and further jumps in interest rate cuts into their buying power demand may soften which may lead to a moderation in the price trajectory in the second half of the year so really all that means is prices aren't going down Prices just aren't going to go up at the rate they have been going up. And so, like, let's say your home was worth 200000 in 2020, right? And then in 2020, your home increased 10%, okay? 200000 Now it's worth two twenty, right? In 2021, it increased 15 more percent, okay? Now your house is worth two fifty three. That's pretty crazy. 50, 50, 50 grand in two years. But now this year, let's say this year, it only increased 5% because the the, tr the growth slowed down and 5% is pretty normal times 1.05. Now you're at 265. So now your interest rates went higher. You're at 5% interest rates and it's more expensive. Now, relatively, I like it. Relatively, like, yes, it slowed down, but it's still got more expensive. So that's what I think some people like – you got to look into those those uh, those headlines because like just because it's going to slow down doesn't mean like prices are going to drop. Like in Dallas, we're going f 10 to 15% over asking and losing houses. So if we slow down and we go down to asking price, I mean 
That's not even like bad. Like that's you actually really good. This stuff way more, but like I've never. A lot of people in my family have like purchased a property in the last like year or two, and so I've never heard more ridiculous offers that have been like brought up, like to get rid of my own family members, like trying to buy or like compete against them ever in my life. So, yeah. for example, my mom just bought a house in Florida. Now she offered 10k over the ask and then it was like 30% in cash. And so you normally you would think like that's a pretty good offer offering more than I asked for, solid amount of cash, like the person's credit right. all checks out, great. Somebody came in and offered 25k over ask, 100% cash up front. So like I've heard that in multiple scenarios now where it's either 100% cash or it's not maybe not all up front, but they're offering all cash now in a price that's way over. To me, that's just showing that like it's the demand is still there. I think the problem is going to be if when you look at consumer retail spending was down in this last report, you've got savings rates going down. So I think what people should be worried about is the latter part about what you're talking about, where it's if we go into a situation where people are all defaulting, that's when we're fucked. Like that is when you become fucked. Well, I mean, and you know, if, if a real estate crash, let's say real estate crashes 15%, 15-20%, right? If real estate crashes 15-20% and now it's all of a sudden back to 2020 prices, which really is still high. Yeah. Um, but now instead of 2020 prices, or instead of 2022 prices, now three of the six people you know are unemployed. And or three of the ten people you know are unemployed, and uh you're making less money. And there's less jobs and you're, you know, prices are higher um, and there's less opportunity to make money. So like, be careful what you wish for. Um, and, and, and then in that case, also when prices, you, when prices go down, guess what goes up because people can't buy houses anymore. Rent, rent goes up, right? And rent is, is already going up, but if prices came down, and you let's say you don't have the credit to buy a house or you just defaulted what are you going to go do you still got to live somewhere you're going to go rent so like it's it's just like it's it's a give and take so yes prices do suck but be really careful what you wish for i think of it like as prices have been going up these last couple years people's bank accounts have also been a lot healthier and now you're going to looking at a situation where it's like Okay, I, I don't know if this, this makes sense, but I don't even know if this is logical. But to me, from what I observe, is higher prices are healthy when people's bank accounts are also growing. Higher prices are not healthy when people's bank accounts aren't growing to support them. And then you have a liquidity issue. And I feel like Correct. liquidity issue in any market is the number one worst issue you could possibly have. That's why we have 60% of the trading in a stock market is done by bots so that way when you and i put in a share for 1000 shares of palantir at 75 dollars, it gets filled immediately right um well that's that's what happened in, in 08 like there was no no more liquidity prices were super high and all of a sudden everybody's wallets dried up overnight now prices now you're trying to get out of your house as fast as possible now you're illiquid upside down and now you're screwed that's when values drop fast because it's like, it's the same argument. People want to argue the, the value of a house is whatever someone just paid for it. Okay. 
And the value of it's going to be whatever someone can pay for it when they have no money left. So if it's worth 800K because that's what somebody dumbass just bought it for, guess what? Someone has only got 300K left and that's what your house is worth then. So, yep. It, uh, you, you just got to be careful. You got to be careful. Um, cause, cause it's true. Like in a, in a bad situation, it's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. And, uh, so right now that's 15% over. But in 2025, if there's a huge recession or some some something happens, and it drops 40 percent, and somebody is only willing to buy it for 500, well, there you go. You know, so um, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. But I wouldn't count on it because it's only happened once in 08. Uh, and I think that's 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 why people are like, oh, it's going to happen again because it's so fresh and they they live through it and it's it's. Uh, it's very, very traumatic. Um, and it, you know, don't get me wrong. It could happen again very badly. Cause I mean, we're just getting more inflated and more inflated and more inflated. And yeah. So <laughs> I look at it like the stock market for people who know literally nothing, you can probably be right than a lot of more right than people who know a lot of things just by looking at a chart of prices and saying, wow, that line up is really steep and really high compared to the rest of the time. And if you're just a regular person and you wanna try and time a market, you should probably just say to yourself, well, actually don't say should, cause I'm not advising anyone to do anything. I sit here with my thumb up my ass doing homework every day. But all I'm saying is being simple more than not works. If you see a chart of prices and it's really high, don't even bother looking any further. Say, you know what, I'm gonna avoid this for now. Find somewhere else to put your money. Don't become so fixated on one thing. If you have a shit ton of money that you're looking to invest in real estate, I'm not discouraging it. It's never a bad time. But like, uh, maybe look for some alternative investments. Go buy a watch at sticker price. Like literally anything. You don't need to put all your money into stocks and real estate. Most of your money, yeah, probably. But like, um, once we get into these areas of times where it's like, I this doesn't look that attractive. This doesn't look that attractive. Don't force yourself to feel like you have to like deploy your cash immediately. I know the mindset is like, uh, yeah, let's cash is trash. Let's get rid of this immediately, automatically spend it. But guess what, bro? If you spend a month waiting and looking for something better and rather than feeling this pressure to just like spend your money on some standard investment at like real estate or stocks, it's, it's not always going to work out in the long run. If you're smart, yeah, it will. But not everyone's prepared to hold on for the long run. Not everyone has the cash flow they think they have where they can support themselves with some long-term investment that they just dumped a lot of cash into. Consider the fact that we we're just talking about liquidity. You can always go and buy and sell a watch. I say watch because me and my roommate were just looking at buying a watch at Sticker the other day, so it's fresh in my head. That's another story, but I won't bore everybody. I'm yeah. all- It's all about opportunity costs and just what, uh, what, your, what, what your situation is at, at the current time. I feel like people get so advanced in, in like, it's a good thing that they want to learn and get like so into like these economic things and like different ways to research that sometimes they forget like chapter one of your econ textbook from freshman year where it's like, okay, let's look at opportunity cost and let's look at what it's going to cost to do this and what risk am I taking? Yep. So yeah. It's pretty much that simple. I mean, it's, it's not crazy. Yeah. People, people just make it crazy. It's more fun to be crazy. But I'm I'm done. Get us the fuck out of here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair these people. You're you're the one that has the that's uh, recording. You're 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 on. Uh, well, you're the king today. 
Wow. Okay. Well, in that case, all of my pawns, <laughs> serfs, vassals, and knights, I hope you have a wonderful Easter. Go say hi to your mom, your dad. Give them a hug. Go hunt a little Easter egg. Paint a fucking egg with your little cousin or something. And eat some ham, turkey, whatever you eat on Easter. I hope you don't eat turkey on Easter. That's kind of weird. So other than that, if you don't eat turkey on Easter, have a good rest of your weekend. And if you do, I hope you don't have gravy and it's dry. So... 101 sound. Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.